this is our episode for various lunches on Black History Month. Um, let's all introduce ourselves. So I'm Jasmine and I am PRO of World Club. Yeah. Um, I'm Elena. I'm in grade 12 and I'm World Club podcast contributor. Oh, yes. I'm also in grade 12. <clears throat> Taka, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'm Taka, and I am in grade 10, and I contribute occasionally to the World Club podcast. And we also have Yana with us, who is an, a visual arts organizer, I think, for World Club. Um, so I think it's best if we begin talking about the history of black people in america um i can start it off i guess so obviously it goes way back to the slave trade um the atlantic slave trade when the british colonized the states and with that also brought their slave trafficking which introduced african culture to the united states um it is vastly believed by many people that this that the slave trade was the first i mean also colonization right was the first developed hierarchy of race and so it was the first i mean at this time the essence was that obviously white people also men um or at the top of the social hierarchy and that kind of began the institutionalized racism that has continued on today i mean yeah Yeah, so I think we can talk about, so firstly, slavery in the early Americas did not just consist of, well, um, people from Africa. It also included, like, many, um, like, Central American and South American. It wasn't just, um, well, they weren't African Americans, so it's just, like, let's say Africans. And eventually, they did, it did um, shift once the United States formed into the United States and then the culture heavily revolved around African-American slavery. And because they kept like, uh, like having kids leading uh, people born into slavery, this chain would keep on going because they essentially uh, had as, as many slaves as they had children. Yeah. And I mean, also like this continued for so long just because the American economy was reliant upon the exploitation of, um, well, the slaves at the time, like the, the, like the plantations, especially in the first colonies, but then that continued on for many years until the Civil War. So does anyone want to explain the Civil War or should I do it? Yeah, well, essentially this, even though, uh, well, yeah, so basically the Civil War, we all know North and South, that was the tension. Um, but the one of the major issues that uh, was especially relevant when we're talking about Black history was the idea of slavery versus no slavery. And since the North was already industrialized, they no longer really needed slaves to do their manual labor. But the South was still, um, their economy was still based on agriculture. 
So they still needed, you know, hard like manual labor work and they, well, they relied on slaves to do that and they relied on the system of slavery. So the South, like the whole thing behind the Civil War is the South wanted to secede from the Union and the North refused. Um, so President Lincoln was willing to essentially go to war over this to free the slaves. Um, and, you know, for looking at it from a Black history perspective, yeah, he wanted to free the slaves. That was an important um, idea for him, but his priority was still to preserve the Union as he was representing the North, and that was their main goal in the war. Yeah, I mean, that's also why a lot of um, people, there's a lot of controversy now with people who still support the Confederacy um, and claim it's because they uh, have Southern pride, I guess. You see a lot of like, I don't know, a lot of people now, especially on social media, that still support the Confederacy, but and they get a lot of backlash, right? Because the Confederacy is based entirely upon the preservation of slavery. And um, yeah, so I, I mean, it's clear that this is still continued on today, which is so like disappointing. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. And another important note is that a lot of Northerners um, in the Civil War also, they weren't necessarily concerned about the moral obligations or, you know, the ethical, like, terrible thing that is slavery. Um, but it, they were much more concerned with the economic side of it. And they just thought that the South seceding from the Union was a terrible economic decision for the Union, obviously, since, you know, so, that's their entire agricultural sector. So even though, um, I guess, the Emancipation Proclamation was a big step towards um, outlawing slavery, it wasn't entirely rooted upon the eradication of racism, right? Uh, racism oh, yeah. you know, today. Um, but it was definitely a big step towards Yeah. Equality, it, which it wasn't equality, but it was. It was a step in the right direction, but it didn't necessarily have the right motivations. It was more of a war strategy than anything else. Exactly. But yeah, and don't forget that Lincoln, when he did put this, uh, the man's yeah, like when he put it in officially, uh, they were, the North was actually losing the war and the morale was just terrible. And many people just wanted the war to end and they didn't really care about the outcome. They just wanted it to end. And so by doing this, he was able to not only give African-Americans a reason to want to fight, but the because uh, after this, black men were able to enlist, they did have a stronger army and eventually overcame the deficit that they had within like the first half of the Civil War. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like we kind of covered the Civil War um, and we can move into discussing the 1860s and... I mean, it's important to note like at the... Yeah, if we were going into the 1860s, a main thing is the 13th Amendment. Which, which was essentially like the official version yeah. of the Emancipation Proclamation. So it officially illegalized slavery. Yeah. And so even though slavery is now illegal, 
the the workings of American society at the time was still so reliant upon this social hierarchy, this racial hierarchy, that um, then segregation began to be well, obviously began, and it, the roots of it was in the Jim Crow laws or the Black Codes, um, which dictated. I mean, as we all know, there's like a lot of media surrounding it where black people had different, I mean, just different facilities to use, right? Um, like bathrooms. Yeah, no, it was separated by white and colored, I believe was the term that they used at the time, which we've obviously phased out at this point. But yeah, no, I think we've discussed the Jim Crow laws in previous installments. So if I don't know if you guys want to dive too deep into that right now. You guys want to talk about like what Jim Crow actually was. I'm actually not too familiar with it. So if you have so Jim Crow was this character that was a def- like that depicted African American like culture and people. And it was kind of like obviously if if it's a fictional character played by caricature. A, a non African American man. Uh, so was it black white man. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but it not only, but it also offended their culture and many other things to go with it. And so that's where the name comes from. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that now is the basis for why blackface now and um, cultural appropriation now is just so offensive and, and obviously still rooted in racism just because of the history behind it um, with the Jim Crow caricature perpetrating the the discrimination towards black people at the time. Um, now, I mean, that makes it still obviously ingrained into the way that white people continue to oppress um, black people. And so I feel like that's a really important thing to understand when you're looking at racism now and, and the way that the oppression occurred previously and how it's still like, it still is present today, just in different forms, right? Um, yeah, no, I definitely, I, I see where you're coming from, though I would I would say that, like, even if Jim Crow wasn't rooted in the place that it was, which is the caricature, caricature of, like, an African-American, I feel like any caricature of any race, exaggerated features, whatever it may be, w- is fundamentally wrong regardless of the history behind it. <laughs> yeah, that's just called racism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, racism I, in the media. Yeah, I, I, I just had a. I was curious. Um, wait, what was I gonna say? Oh my god. <laughs> oh no! Wait. Um, I had a question. Oh yeah. Um, when, when around would you think, in like modern history, would you say, like people drew the line and said, okay, we cannot do blackface because i would say 10 years ago 20 years ago it was still accepted yeah i mean it wasn't yeah, appreciated but it was like I, yeah yeah i yeah. think it depends literally on... in dawson man got canceled yeah. this summer for stuff he did 10 years ago and he went and the argument the concept argument on the internet has been but that was normalized back then that was like 10 years ago it's kind of embarrassing pretty embarrassing <laughs> Yeah, I think it depends on the culture as well. Like, I mean, in, in like, I don't know. I don't know if we want to get into the whole, we've discussed it before, like the whole, like, N-word, you know, 
everything racism in different cultures and how it's viewed differently depending on where you are but i do think that like the more the more that the world becomes globalized the more and like you know technology allows us to kind of form a global perspective the more we've kind of like as that's happened then blackface has become less accepted i don't know if that's related but i do think that like globalization has helped you know form a worldwide opinion that blackface is not okay anymore yeah and like like, the thing is blackface actually like occurs on many many like popular tv shows which for me is so the reason i think they put it in is i don't think they actually promote it but it's kind of like an ironic they put it in ironically are you talking about tropic thunder no, I'm talking about like Community, The Office. I think. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that. no. That, that there was this movie. Just for some context for people who are not familiar with the things we just referenced. Um. Well, the example I was talking about, Tropic Thunder. Robert Downey Jr. plays a black guy. Oh, no, yeah. plays a white guy playing a black guy in a movie. I think that that has already been like established. It, not. Wait, no, but what didn't didn't wasn't that movie made to like? Yeah. Exactly. It was. Yeah. Like, in the sense that it's to say like blackface was bad right i I, i'm not sure but i'm pretty sure i I, I think so but that's like the clearest example of like yeah blackface recently i think that i can remember i mean do you guys know ken jong the yes yeah he he did blackface in community and although it was cut out i think there's this line that has been drawn not needs to be it has been drawn where you can't engrave concepts that have been historically used as a way of oppression and racism, and you can't put it in a way to make it like comedy. Because yeah, I don't think you can make comedic light of certain things like that. Yeah, I think there's just that line where if you pass it, but that line, obviously, if they did it 10 years ago, that means the line was different 10 years ago. I'm sure now- Yeah, the line is always moving. That's the thing. Exactly. So I think that's where it's very interesting. Because 10 years ago, you might think, oh, it's not so long ago, but things have definitely changed since then. Yeah, like um, I was talking to my dad about this earlier, and we were kind of discussing how impossible it is to impart the ethics of today into the actions of the past. Um, because obviously, right, blackface, like the Ken Jong's blackface on the community, for example, it's completely unethical, it's racism, right? It, and if it was to happen now, like there would be like significant like implications of that. And I mean, it's terrible, but it's also important to understand that it's, I mean, to some extent, the, the debate could also explore how our ethics have changed and they change over time for the better, right? Because now it's become normalized to like, not participate in blackface obviously it's racism but um at the time there there wasn't that widespread view so while yes people should be like like it's also kind of ties into cancel culture right with shane dawson like yana was saying yes they should be like (laughs) there should be like implications of that they should be called out for their mistakes but also it's really difficult to like (laughs) <laughs> discuss the ethics of that from a past perspective but i feel like for recent history definitely it's so important to look back on the effects of that so 
Yes, we kind of took Jim Crow. Yes, this is, this, I feel like this is a fun discussion though. I, I'm enjoying this right now. Um, but yeah, we did that, trail off. I think we should. Yeah, we trailed off from Jim Crow laws, definitely. Yeah, we went from Jim Crow laws to Jim Crow. We ended up in a cool place. I'm. Mean, I feel like this is a really fun conversation for yeah. today. But I don't know if you guys want to dive more back into the history. Yeah, yeah there's definitely still some important moments that we. I think definitely need to, uh, to touch on all right yeah, like touch for example that. martin luther king jr i think oh, that's, that's a something, big part we missed <laughs> yeah that's something you can't just skip over when you talk about black history <laughs> so does anyone want to uh, give move some on, context should we like talk oh wait never mind never mind let's talk about martin luther king jr. <laughs> also jazz just to clarify you know what i actually agree with you 100% yeah makes a lot of sense and yeah, I just feel like everyone was really silent while you were saying that, but we agree with you. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it's like a debate, yeah. but it's really like, it's like Taco was saying, it's impossible to draw a line. Um, yeah. So, should we talk about, go, let's do a throwback. And go yeah, back. I'm not gonna lie, I'm really not a uh, Martin Luther King Jr. expert, yeah. but I think are <laughs> some of you guys do you guys take a push i think you well, guys probably yes but it's been two years <laughs> um okay. but like malcolm x who are we talking about here who malcolm x that's also part of it okay let's just give some context as to what was happening during this time so this is the civil rights movement era i guess you could say and so at this point they really wanted um social equality and uh, basically Jim Crow laws were like designed to be discrimination without it being discrimination and so at this point they were like we need to end this prejudice in the in the United States we need to like demand things and I, I I'm saying it like they were selfish but no this was definitely what they had to do I think it was oh, very, yeah it was absolutely deserved equality Okay, I don't. I don't think the word "deserved" is correct because they didn't just get it. They had to fight a really long time to get this, and so we're I not think, fully there yet. Yeah. So okay, well, we don't want to come back to modern times, but uh, this systematic racism—they just wanted it to end. So we get the civil rights movement, which. Okay, I, I can't. Co- can someone cover this, please? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um. Well, I'm, again, not an expert here. Well, well, there was a lot of sides to the civil rights movement at the time. Um, I kind of, I think I know a bit more about like, okay, so essentially there was obviously, well, I don't know, it's difficult. So there was kind of like a lot of different sides and there's a lot of divide within the black community at the time because even though they were all fighting for equality, there was um, some people that, like Malcolm X, right? They were yeah, thinking- yeah. versus um, MLK, who was very preaching the non-violent violence. And I mean, I guess it's a, a debate within itself. Oh. Yeah, and, and there were different perspectives too on like how much equality like black people or African-American people deserved during that time because I'm pretty sure there were some that were just like, there, there were definitely lesser extents. I'm gonna double check that, but I know one of the people who had an opinion on it was 
the guy who started, you know what, I'll check. The guy who started one of the first um, historically black colleges in the States. I'll just check that. Well, um, there was also, I, I don't know if any of you know much about this, but, oh, wait, should we, like, start with, like, Rosa Parks and, like... Oh, yeah, that definitely, the bus, I think that's, I think yeah. it, it's a small thing that had a big influence. Like, you know, Supreme Court outlook. Jasmine? Guys. Wait, yes, let's start with Rosa Parks. Yeah, so let's, so Rosa Parks, basically, um, her, like, infamous act or action was she basically defied or broke the rules, and, and the rule was, you, the rule's actually crazy, the rule was, like, people of color weren't allowed to sit anywhere they wanted on the bus. Yeah. And yeah, so she basically stood up against that rule, and it 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 didn't really matter if you looked at it like logically, like okay, it's a small rule and she just broke it. But I think the impact it had on people saying we can't let them do this to us, we have to stand up for ourselves. I think the impact is uh, much greater than anything you can imagine. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's just like the way that society works, it's just so ingrained into everyone. I mean, not just like the people of color at the time, but also the white people, the system just worked that way. Society just worked that way. And so it, it was one of like the most symbolic actions where people decided to realize like, wow, like maybe this isn't the way things should be. Um, and we should just, and change things. Yeah, I completely agree that it was symbolic, but this is also a bit of a tangent again. But I was reading a really interesting article recently that pointed out that Rosa Parks was a light-skinned black woman. Um, and there were, I, I need to look up because I cannot remember her name, but there was another example of a dark-skinned woman that did the same thing um, with the, you know, the bus boycotts. And she didn't receive the same you know, infamy that Rosa Parks has, and it was discussing like the colorism within that. That's like even in the way that you know the rebellion and that the boycotts happened, there was still racism and colorism within that. Wait, but I mean, the action itself is very, very simple. So I think this is yeah. more about the impact that they had. Yeah, yeah. And Absolutely. so I'm not sure if the other person had as much of an impact as Rosa Parks because we all know the impact Rosa Parks had was huge. Yeah, I just think I just think it's an interesting, you know, take on it. That's like, I think yeah. colorism is a totally separate thing. I agree. Sorry. Yeah, I, that's why I said tangent. It's a whole other issue. Yeah, I think colorism is probably like I feel like it's coming up more actually today than it has in the past because like first we had to get past like the basic racism. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, colorism is huge even in like Asia. Yeah. yeah, no, color, oh my gosh, I could go on, I, I can't, I can't distract from this, Just, <laughs> I was going to go on a whole thing, but I, I can't do it right now. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. Eleanor, you've thrown me for a loop. Sorry, sorry, let's backtrack, back to Rosa Parks. But, okay, so, yeah, so essentially, um, these small actions that did have big impacts led um, a population of youthful African-Americans 
to lead this movement and eventually we all know that um laws were changed rules were changed but uh the deep racism cannot be eradicated just by changing the rules yeah and i think that's something that we really need to understand just because the rules are a certain way doesn't mean that individuals will change yeah and Sorry. Yeah, no, I was just going to bring up the thing. I think it was Morgan Freeman who said it like there will be racism until the day people stop seeing color. And so I was wondering what you guys thought about that. The idea that until we see everyone as like one race, the human race, there will always be racism and we cannot I think the argument here is that like if we all see each other as different races then there will never be true like equality and there will always be racism within society i think like right now i i don't agree with that i maybe yeah yeah same (laughs) black people and people of color especially in the united states i mean all over the world have been discriminated for so long that it's important to address to recognize that yeah more so you think by recognizing these issues, eventually we will reach zero racism? No, I agree that I don't think we'll ever have full, like, completely no racism if it doesn't happen. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like, like, being able to celebrate your culture and, like, where you're from, like, what what color your skin is with, like, people who who are familiar with the same cultural context is really important, a really important point of, like, unity like all over yeah. the world. I feel like if we're gonna take that away, it would just be. Yeah, I think that's one huge thing that separates like, um, like I would say black culture exists. It's definitely a thing. But if yeah. you argue that for like other skin colors, I wouldn't say they have the same meaning. Yeah. I was kind of like discussing this because it's also difficult to in the way to claim things like, um, okay. It also depends on the way that you define culture, because I, w- I was talking to Ellen about this actually, because we were looking at a video that was explaining how like white people have no culture, and yes, like obviously, black people have much more culture. I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, culture is defined by, and it could be argued that like aspects of culture don't need to be based in tradition and history. Like we, we were talking about how it yeah. also be that like just Americans, the classic American stereotype of like eating hamburgers, like white American stereotype of eating hamburgers, barbecues and stuff, that, that could be argued that it's part of their culture, right? But I, I don't know. I, I it's it's a really interesting Yeah. But I think culture oh, oh sorry. Sorry Aldo. But yeah no I just think culture is de- should be at least defined very generally. And so, like, okay, I know there is that whole thing about white people have no culture, but I'm gonna say that's not true. Because, <laughs> yeah, like what Jazz just said, like that whole American stereotype thing. It is in some ways. I just don't think. It's just. I think white culture is too broad. I think yeah, my like, thoughts on it are like, like white, it's not that white, an, an individual white person has no culture. That's not true. They're from somewhere, they have some kind of cultural upbringing, but. That cultural upbringing is not inherently white. It's inherently Norwegian or you know Irish, yeah. or whatever. 
But yeah. I think that because of the racism and because of the collective experience that black people have gone through, black culture oh, no. in itself has formed. And it needs to be uplifted. I mean, also, yeah. I think it's kind of ridiculous to say black culture just because imagine comparing like the culture of someone from Somalia and someone from true, true. Like, like Sudan or like, I don't know, there's so many countries in Africa that, that have black people that live there. You can't just okay, wait. black culture, like, you know what I mean? But Somalian culture, I'm sure, like, is more similar to Sudanese culture than like what Italian culture or Chinese culture. <laughs> I and you will see patterns and i think that's the whole yeah. point like obviously east asian culture is a thing like you see like china japan uh, taiwan korea they all have you can see the patterns and the same thing goes in africa although they all have their individuality and they're all unique in their own ways collectively they are more similar to one another compared to the rest of the world geographically and i think you need to take that geography mix it with ethnicity and the culture and you have to you have to see is it a geographical thing or is it more of a race thing obviously i don't i i think the culture the discussion culture is definitely not a race because i i mean yes i get geographically have cultural similarities but to compare like the maasai tribe to like the yoruba tribes you know what i mean like they, they just inherently have different cultures i mean obviously now because of globalization it's becoming increasingly looked at as a racial issue but i feel like i don't know it, it needs to be like but I, I think the point taco was making is more so towards patterns rather than blatantly saying they are all the same because exactly. i i mean what, what he was saying earlier like especially in east asia just because like that's probably what i'm most familiar with um that we see that culture of work ethic and like the extreme the extremity of it and so yeah i i, I don't think he was saying that they are identical in any way but i feel like he was more so going towards yeah like there are the way culture diffuses it's just more you tend to be surrounded by people who are mo probably more similar to you than like people halfway across the world yeah and i think that's also why like in america it's so prevalent just because the white culture in America and the black culture in America are just so starkly different, despite the geographical similarities. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think when I was talking about black culture, I was that was definitely very American focused, and maybe it's maybe it's a language thing. Like you need if you're gonna talk about that, you need to start saying like African American culture rather than black. And you know, I think yeah, I I don't know. I think it's just important mindful of the language because like you can mean very different things yeah yeah that's why i think a lot of the debates are inherently rooted in the language and definitions we use you know? yeah great so the takeaway from this podcast was cultural appropriation and we need to start i don't think anyone wants to listen to 30 minutes of this frankly <laughs> um so arguing oh it's great Okay, as much as I enjoyed this, let's try to, like, what's one, like, lesson, oh, uh, one lesson or a conclusion we can, I, I think sorry, I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> so, guys, editing this, please leave that in. <laughs> yes, please. I mean, no one's making it to the 30-minute mark, let's be honest. <laughs> if you're still here, thank you for listening. 